The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Man, it's it's summertime. It's hot out. It's hot out everywhere. It's like jungle hot everywhere. Uh, and I can think of nowhere better to be than the beach in Monmouth right now. So uh, today we're going to be taking a look at the Monmouth Late Pick 4, which is an all-stakes pick 4. And it's a little interesting. It's got some ins, outs. It's got some what-have-yous. And I brought in a guest with me uh sarah el uh who let's just go ahead and say it meteoric rise uh has been you know uh doing a lot of great stuff with hrn sarah how are you doing today i'm good you flatter me so much thank you for saying that and you'll hear my dog in the background a little <laughs> bit right now as she wants to chime in as well but thanks so much for having me it's a pleasure to uh be able to now have this be my job to handicap the races turning what is one of my favorite hobbies into something I do for a living and uh thanks for having me on yeah yeah not a problem at all so you uh I I mean uh, we've talked before and and it kind of it seems like you just kind of decided to just take the leap like I'm going to try to find a a job in horse racing and, and you made it happen that's the that's the one thing that's uh that's so rare is the people who can actually make it happen. Uh, how, how'd you get into racing? Um, you know, how old were you when you started? Uh, a little bit too young to uh, have been gambling. So uh, I won't give a specific age, but yeah. Statue of limitations uh, is, is yeah, passed yeah. on that. You're good. No, I've given it out in previous recordings. So if anybody really wants to hunt me down, they can for uh, illegal <laughs> gambling as a teenager. But Uh, You know, I didn't grow up in a racing family. I didn't have the uh, kind of traditional upbringing that many have had of growing up either, you know, with a trainer or a jockey or um, someone else that's really big on the handicapping side to kind of mentor them into this field. But we had a family friend that was always uh, wanting to go to the casino and love playing the ponies. And she used to host these triple crown parties every year. And it was just a great time of bringing people together. And everybody was so excited about the same thing and really paying attention. And it was very interactive. And that was always kind of nice to see when you're younger, a time of everybody actually really enjoying the same thing and coming together over a sport. And uh, I always was into horses. I have a degree in equine studies. I grew up taking lessons and working at different barns. So I've always been a horse girl. And then, you know, kind of bringing the two together of getting into the handicapping side of things and finding out that there's actually a bit of a logic to this. It's not all totally random, although sometimes it still might seem that way. And just being able to really um, put all these puzzles together and find out which horse is the best and make it profitable. So 
while it has been fairly new for me to be a public handicapper, and I've only been doing this with Horse Racing Nation for about six months now, uh, I've been paying attention to the game for about 10 years. Nice. Now, I mean, you mentioned that you that you have a history of, you know, grew up around horses, have a history of riding. Is there any way that you feel that that, you know, that base of, of knowledge kind of uh, helps you with your handicapping? Like, do you, th- do you pick up more on visual cues or the you, things that you see more in races during replay that might kind of tip you off? Uh, you know, what's the what's the impact you think? I think it definitely helps to have an idea of how these horses are meant to move and how different running styles and body language cues can contribute to a performance. But in no way is riding your pleasure horse around a trail the same way as riding in a race with horses going at top speed and all the decisions that jockeys have to make in a matter of split seconds. There's, there's nothing comparable in the uh, pleasure world of riding that I had experienced growing up. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I rode a, a horse once. Um, it peed, it splashed up and hit my feet. I wasn't wearing the right footwear. Uh, so I feel like that gives me a little bit of street cred uh, when it comes to the, <laughs> the horse riding world. I'm sure others would, would disagree. So I, uh, I, is there a certain, uh, uh, you know, circuit that you kind of grew up or, you know, whenever you were, you were cutting your teeth, handicapping that you really focused on that you really kind of call your home circuit? Yeah, I'm a huge Naira snob. Um, unfortunately, I, I grew up in the Hudson Valley region of New York. So uh, Saratoga, Belmont, Aqueduct, I've been to all three. And it's a circuit that I follow very closely. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm here in Arkansas. Uh, it, I have Oaklawn in my Twitter handle. So I've always, you know, I claim Oaklawn, but man, I love Naira probably more, honestly. Like, so my, my heart is in Saratoga every time they start running. Uh, it, it's always seems to be where I've had my... Uh, my, you know, biggest, uh, my biggest scores. Uh, so, you know, with us being Naira people, uh, I figured what better time to talk New Jersey horse racing, right? Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead, you know, take a look at, at, at New York's little brother with, uh, with Monmouth and they, they put together a pretty, pretty good little card in terms of it's, uh, what the fuck factor. Uh, I feel <laughs> like there, there are some, there's some some really interesting moves by by some trainers in terms of what surfaces they're put, being put on that we'll that we'll get deep into I'm sure but uh, yeah uh, now when you play are are you more of a, a horizontal better are you more of a like a vertical you know exact trifecta kind of better you know I'm trying to be more wise with my wagers so to speak and play more of those pick fours pick fives instead of just a straight win bet or exactas or tries or things like that so. Definitely have become more of the uh, more of the multi-leg uh, player, and I know that that's the approach that we're going to take in here because you could find some good picks if you're playing exactas and tries, and maybe even supers within these stakes races. But I think that the way to approach this sequence is with a pick four. Yeah, i i kind of I kind of agree. Like i I try to be a little <laughs> bit more selective with my horizontal wagering. Like I, I want to find something where I'm not having to throw, you know, put in a hundred dollars for a, you know, for a pick four or for a 50 cent pick four where I can kind of single, single out a few horses. And I felt like I had, you know, in this sequence, at least one good, just regular single and one good kind of contrarian single to, to end it. So uh, it, it's definitely an interesting race, but let's, I don't know, let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, we've got race 11. Uh, post time is, for this is going to be Saturday, uh, 447 Eastern time. It is the Eatontown Stakes, a grade three on the turf, going a mile and a 16th. It's for the Phillies and Mariners, three years old and upwards. And 
This is going to the winning horse is going to receive free entry and start fees for the July 23rd Winstar Matchmaker Stakes. Okay, I have a personal bone to pick, which is let's just go ahead and call the Matchmaker Stakes uh, the race for horse jizz. That's what this is. At its core, that is what this is. Let's stop gussying it up. Let's let's get real. Uh, but yeah, this is a interesting little race. I'm kind of interested to hear what you uh, what you came up with here. So I don't have anything super creative in here, unfortunately. You have some of those local horses like Vigilante's Way and Porcano and Whimsical Muse all facing each other again. You have the speed of Porcano, which is going to set it up for some of the horses that I like to come closing. Princess Grace returns. We don't have a morning line yet, but I'm assuming that she's going to be the favorite. You have this horse that's been facing much tougher company that's coming in off of a layoff to make her first start of the year. She had two third place finishes last year to end the season, and she was facing considerably tougher company. She's six for nine with a second and two thirds. If you want to question the layoff, which I am a little bit, only a little bit, you want to go with fluffy socks to me. This is a horse that I've always really liked and have a ton of respect for. She's pretty consistent. A lot of horses really did not appreciate the turf course at Churchill Downs on Derby weekend. And we've seen a lot of them come out of those races and perform much better than they had in there. And now with the races being off the turf for a while at Churchill Downs, there's obviously some courses horse issues that need to be corrected there. But she was second in that race, and she was beaten by Bleecker Street, who we know is now undefeated. Uh, she's proved herself as a very legitimate horse for Chad Brown. She's closed into absolutely glacial paces and proved that she's, you know, decent quality, as she did on Belmont Stakes uh, the day before Belmont Stakes Day. So with some pace in here, I'm going to go for Fluffy Socks to try to upset Princess Grace. And the one that I really don't like at all, who's also going to take some money, is Lamista. She just hasn't proven herself coming to the U.S. And there was always kind of a Rougier, speak of the devil type of buzz on this horse. And she just hasn't backed it up whatsoever. You know, I feel like the 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 story of this sequence seems to be uh, the addition of, of Lasix for some of these horses. Uh, it, it seemed like a, every time I was going through, you had a lot of horses making changes, either some, a few of them making Lasix, going Lasix for the first time, some uh, getting it reapplied after being off of it for about uh, about three or four races. And I actually landed on Alms, uh, number four. Uh, see, the line came out, I, I wanted, the morning line came out like a little bit before we went on. Uh, I think it was like six to one. Yeah, six to one to win uh, for Alms. Uh, took a serious dip in form after having Lasix previously, and then they're putting it back on. I like that the horse is going to be forwardly placed. I feel like that's going to to bode pretty well. And then it pretty much it's going to be up to Alms to hold off Fluffy Socks, who, who you mentioned that you like quite a bit late. Uh, if, if I'm playing this uh, vertically, I, I was thinking maybe even just the ice cold Alms Fluffy Socks uh, uh, exacta. And then maybe probably just using these two horses uh, uh, horizontally. I'm not, I wasn't sure that I needed to go further. And by the way, let's see. Your morning line favorite is Fluffy Socks at three to one. Uh, Princess Grace, who uh, Sarah mentioned, uh, seven to two, uh, along with, uh, looks like uh, the one vigilante's way for uh, Shug McGahee uh, with uh, Paco Lopez up. By the way, so I. I hope that I never meet trainers because I have nicknames for them that like are like specific to me. And I'm afraid that if they hear them, they'll just be offended. Like for example, Suge's son, uh, I just call Sweet and Low. 
because he's like baby Suge, you know. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and move on. We're going to take a look at race 12. It is the Pegasus, the TVG.com Pegasus Stakes. It is for three-year-olds uh, going a mile and a 16th on the main track. This one, this one felt kind of cut and dry. What, what did you think? I agree. I think you have a lot of horses that really just aren't good enough against stakes type of company. And then you have other horses that have faced tougher that are getting a little bit of a class break in here. And <clears throat> I think, I think it's really between homebrew and electability, electability, having just run in the Peter Pan against we, the people golden glider, the horse that he beat in there that was actually the favorite set sale did come back on Belmont Stakes Day and finish second. And that's when those first two races, everybody was screaming inside speed bias, which didn't really carry throughout the rest of the card. But he ended up coming up the rail and holding on for second in there. Um, yeah, I mean, this one just seems really well meant uh, on the dirt at a mile. He's won two races. Can kind of forgive him last time having to really go after and chase we the people all the way around there and i like that he gets a little bit less distance to work with going from the mile and eighth to the mile and the 16th homebrew also seems like one of those well-meant type of horses that has some early interest but doesn't need to be on the lead seems to be improving at the right time for brad cox shipping in from oaklawn and winning his second start of 2022 going the mile and eighth I think that he's improving at the right time and with these route distances. The one that I wanted to like a little bit was Dash Attack for Ken McPeak, but I, I, I'm nervous that it's a wet track that's moving him up because all three of his wins have been on a track with moisture in it. He hasn't gotten it done on a fast track, and maybe you could argue that that was against tougher company when he was in the Rebel, the Southwest, and the Lexington, but this is the time to show up on a fast track against halfway decent company and prove that he belongs with a group like this. He was really impressive last time having to go wide against Dean's list. Who's a decent horse. But again, I just really worry that it's the surface that's making him seem better than he actually is. I, I actually, I thought the exact same thing about dash attack. That's a horse that I watched pretty much the, the entire uh, winter, early spring at, at Oaklawn. And I am like you, I, I think elect it, it comes down to maybe electability and homebrew. My, my thing though, is I, I feel like of the two that actually doesn't win that one of those has, you know, they, the other one is more likely to just completely fall off the board. Uh, and so I think there's a really there's really good chances for exotics uh, using uh, kind of a, some pace plays, taking one of these like early speed type horses like electability, which was my, my pick. I, I think electability is the horse to beat, um, especially I mean, you mentioned the two wins at, at the at the distance. Uh, those are also two wins on Lasix. They take off the Lasix. He chases we the people. Runs third, but by 10 links. Um, but we throw the, once again, throw the Lasix back on for Chad Brown and for Klarovic. Uh My thing with homebrew is I feel like if the horse, I don't know, if the horse doesn't stay within about like two-ish links, then more than likely that horse is going to quit. And if that's the case, uh, what I really like to see, what would like to play is maybe electability. And then using a, a horse uh, that I really like underneath would be like a Cook Creek. 
uh, for Jer- Jeremiah O'Dwyer with uh, Johnny Johnny V up that I think could close into the to some pace. Caught three straight uh, wet tracks in a row and much kind of kind of the opposite of dash attack. While wet tracks have been moving dash attack forward, uh, Cook Creek has been has been moving uh, back. And then again, we got a horse adding Lasix for the first time. So I, I was kind of thinking electability as a single. Uh, what's really interesting with um, with homebrew is the fact that the race that homebrew won at Oakland was a win in your end of the Preakness. And then he doesn't show up for the Preakness. Uh, so I'm not sure, you know, they, they drop him from, you know, potentially running in a grade one now to, to a, a black type stakes at, at Monmouth. So I, I trust Brad Cox is putting the horse in the right place, but it also kind of makes me kind of wonder what's going on there. Um, so the way I was looking at playing, it was taking electability and then playing a, an exacta with a uh, over, uh, Cook Creek and uh, the five, uh, no need to worry. And then maybe trying to play a, a trifecta keying electability and then putting, uh, you know, the three closers with Cook Creek, uh, no need to worry, and uh, Mr. Jefferson uh, underneath as, as a kind of a little little trifecta play there. It's a, just, there's like I said, a lot of ins, outs, a lot of what have yous here. Um, speaking of what have yous, uh, we have to take a break so that I can uh, get a couple ad reads in. We'll be right back with more Notorious OTB. We're spreading the love. It's the Monmouth way. We'll be right back. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50, win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022 and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries allowed. All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. You can win a golf trip to the Win Las Vegas. All users can bet $100 Thursday through Sunday of the U.S. Open and earn an entry into a prize drawing where a winner and a guest will receive a complimentary round of golf at Win Golf Club and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players probably already have a fantasy league on there i use it for mine it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry and now you can make money on sleeper 2 by playing their new over and under game super simple first in any sport choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under for example number of points in a basketball game hits in a baseball game then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in the main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. And it's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by 
Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're halfway through this pick four at Monmouth Park this Saturday, and we're going to be talking race 13 now. We're on the back half of, of this sequence. Uh, the great three Monmouth stakes. Uh, this one's a mile and an eighth on the turf. Uh, man, I, this is a uh, whenever I was talking about what the fuck horses, um, you especially as a as a Naira fan, uh, what the fuck tax? What the fuck is tax doing on the on the turf? What do you think? Why why is tax here? You know, there's a horse in the next race that we have the same question of what are you doing here? And it seems like these two should swap surfaces. I thought this horse was retired. I was like, I forgot all about him as having been on that triple crown trail in 2019. And so, of course, then I'm like, all right, well, how does he fit on the turf? So I have to go back and look at the pedigree. The Sire Arch is 13% with turf routers. And I'm curious to see what the Horse Racing Nation Sire Moves Report ends up saying about this one. Unfortunately, not out quite yet as of this recording. Then I'm looking at the damn toll. She won on synthetic of 10 progeny attempts to try the turf routing. No wins. There's two seconds, both of which belong to one sibling tariff, but that was against Maidens. So it's not like this pedigree has been screaming turf for this horse all along. But it's almost so intriguing and weird a move that I kind of want to use him because let's say he runs decently on the turf and he shows some early speed like he, he has at times on the dirt. He could be a player in here. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, what's going on here? And kind of toss him out but I don't know this isn't exactly the best group of turf horses I've ever seen in my life that I want to completely exclude a horse that is likely to be one of the prices and is trying something new for the first time and look they're keeping him around might as well try something new with him he could easily be retired I know that he's not a breeding prospect as a gelding but if he's still in the races, there's got to be something going on that convinces Danny Gargan to keep trying with him. So I'm using him. This is kind of a spread race for me, though. You have public sector for Chad Brown, who's also cross-entered in the grade three poker stakes at Belmont going a mile. You can argue that he's one of those ones that didn't like the turf course at Churchill Downs last time out in the turf classic. But this isn't the best of the best of Chad Brown's. And neither is Sacred Life. He's had a kind of a spotty form. That's the number six horse. He's now seven years old. He, you know, he's not, I'm not in love with him as a contender, but he does come back this year and he's second in the grade two Fort Marcy to Imperator, who did have things his own way early. Lynn County, who's also in this race, was third in there. So, I mean, you can't totally toss him out as being impossible. And then you have Ever Dangerous, who, the last time he won was at 70-something to one on the Breeders' Cup undercard, and he's been a little on and off with getting to the races since. You have Safe Conduct, who I actually really was a bit, big fan of this horse, and he kind of seemed to fall off the map. There was a crazy move at Gulfstream a few races back where he just went out in front and opened up on the field and then totally backed up. But the same tactics kind of worked last time to his advantage against Allowance Company, but they were aggressive with him early and it ended up paying off. So I wonder if maybe it was a softer company or maybe he's kind of rounding back into form. So this is a spread for me. I would go two, three, five, and six and seven. What would so you mentioned you haven't seen the morning lines? What do you think safe conduct is is on the morning line right now? Because uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be shocked. I is promise. he the favorite? No, no, no. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, six to one, seven to one. Fifteen. Fifteen oh. to one. 
That won't happen. So first, very rude of you to show up on a man show and take his long shot play of the sequence. Because uh, I love I love this horse too. Yeah, safe conduct. <laughs> 15 to 1. Yes, please. I will bet this with both hands and a wheelbarrow. Uh, yeah, I... I just I, I kind of just see this horse getting aggressive and maybe stealing it on the front. It looks like a somewhat tepid pace uh, where they're not really going to be pressing. Seems to have a fairly high cruising speed. Yeah, I, I love the shot. This is definitely my long shot of the of the day at at, uh, at Monmouth. Um, I actually in my notes, it's funny you said you know you have to use tax for the what the fuck factor. I literally have that <laughs> written down in my notes that, for the same thing. Like you you have to because you know. Sometimes when these horses just sound alarm bells in your head as to what the hell are you doing here, it's best to just put them in and use them, uh, especially when this is a sequence that you're going to be able to go skinny at, at some points. But yeah, we're, I'm with you on safe conduct, conduct of 15 to 1. Uh, vertically, I really kind of liked a, a key box exacta here. Uh, keying safe conduct so that if he comes back and gets caught by the uh, Chad Brown runners, public sector or sacred life or the other two horses I'm using in the key box. Uh, that I can still get paid with uh, what I think to be a pretty good, uh, you know, a pretty good uh, exact a price here. And just if you're new to to betting on horses, I know people talk about the box exactas a lot. Uh, you'll hear experts say never box. It's you know it's a terrible thing. Well, there's a time and a place for everything. Um, let me if you're new to it, let me introduce you to your new friend, the key box. Uh, the key box is pretty much the same as saying, uh, you know, let me bet one horse, you know. It would be like uh, I have one horse in first uh, with a couple horses in second. If the horse finishes, you know, first with a, one of those other horses in second, you hit. Then you basically just flip it where you have your other horses. If they finish in first with your horse that's keyed in second, you get paid there, too. So it's basically like betting like one with two, three and two, three with one all at the same time. And it saves you about two bucks as opposed to uh, to playing a uh, a one dollar exacta box for six. You can play this exact same thing, use three horses, and save two dollars. You know you're you're cutting you're cutting your overhead and increasing your profit margin. Um, that's my diatribe for the day. Uh, yeah, this is I think this is probably to me the best race uh, on on the card. But uh, we'll go ahead and we will jump into unless you had anything else that popped out uh, to you on the. Uh, on the uh, Monmouth uh, stakes. Oh no, just that I'm excited that he's that price. I don't know that we're going to get it, but I mean, if you have two Chad Browns to take money ahead of him and he ends up being lone speed, uh, I'm pretty excited about his chances. You know, um, this is the second time that this has happened today. Cause I saw your tweet with uh, your Belmont picks for today. We are both on that 15 to one shot in the first or the, the 12, 12 to one shot in the first race today at Belmont. We're recording this on Thursday, by the way. All right. <laughs> Moving on, we've got the Salvatore Mile, the grade three, the last in the sequence. I'm This is where I've got my contrarian single here. Uh, I, a lot of attention is going to be paid to Hot Rod Charlie. You got, uh, you know, Money Mike Smith heading out west for, for Doug O'Neill, horse coming back from Maidan. Uh, you've also got you know, other noteworthy horses. You got Helium, who, uh, who won the Tampa Bay Derby uh, last year on the Derby Trail. Uh, what, what were you thinking for, for race 14? I mean, Hot Rod Charlie's resume speaks for itself, of course, but this is kind of a soft spot to return in. And I get why they weren't pointing for the Met Mile. Obviously, we saw how that race turned out and nobody was beating Flightline in there. He's an obvious and deserving favorite, but he's only gone this distance once before on the dirt. And that was when he broke his maiden as a two-year-old. 
he has the early speed. He isn't the need the lead type. But then also, I'm kind of wondering, okay, if Fabian Pratt has ridden him for most of his starts, went all the way to Maidan for it, is he so busy in New York that he can't go to New Jersey for a day to ride <laughs> one of his top horses? Right. You know, it's not like he's serving a suspension or something or has all of these graded stakes bounce that he'd be missing. The fact that he's not going for this ride, obviously nothing wrong with Mike Smith, but that's kind of a question to me too. And as everybody's single, I'm not going to fall over backwards when he wins. He's the most likely winner of this race, but there's just enough of a, like, is he really in a great form? Is this his preferred distance? Why isn't he getting his regular rider? Why aren't they facing a tougher company? There's a few questions that if you want to take a shot against, I think that you have the right to. And I don't know who your single is, but the one that I think has the best chance to upset him is mind control. Now, he hasn't gone this distance that often in his 25 race career, but two of the three attempts to do so were wins. The other was a second. He has run fine without Lasix, but now he gets it back here. And his last win at a mile was with Lasix in the Parks Dirt Mile. This year, in his first two starts of the year, he's run at the Speaker's Corner and Jackie's Warrior. This is the third start off a layoff. And if Hot Rod Charlie needs one off the bench, I think he has a shot. So I'm fading Hot Rod Charlie for, I mean, the the reasons you mentioned, but also uh, the Dubai bounce is real. And this horse is coming off of two races uh, at Maidan uh, in the UAE. And one of them very recently, like this is most definitely this horse's first race back. And we've seen horses, you know, make the trip to Dubai and just not be the same horse for about, you know, a few months for about four or five races. And, and you know, that I feel like that's a great opportunity to try to get around uh, Hot Rod Charlie, who let's see, they installed Hot Rod Charlie as the four to five morning line favorite. Uh no, thank you. If this horse beats me, I lose. That's that's pretty much how how I chose to go about it. Uh, I, I'm my single was uh, Johnny V for Todd Pletcher on my control. Uh, I felt like this horse is going to be able to sit uh, kind of just off the pace, uh, like you know, kind of mentioned adding the Lasix back on once again. I guess it's the it's the sequence of Lasix. I cannot think of another sequence that I've handicapped in the last I don't know six years that were Lasix. You know, you know, being added or coming off it has factored in so strongly as I think that it might in this one. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm going to go with the, 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 uh, mind control single to, to end it off. And then I'm going to get super adorable with the trifecta structure. I'm talking corgis and sailor suits cute with this trifecta structure. I'm going to key mind control on top. And then what I'm going to do is wheel in the, uh, more closers, uh, in this race, uh, Mohafeth, uh, another just, what the fuck horse uh making the move to dirt uh Cheryl spate which uh you know didn't wasn't really sure why they were making this move here uh but as another horse that wants to come off the pace and then fat man uh those three in second and then throwing hot rod charlie and helium in third uh i feel like those kind of early speed horses could fade back down to second and you could get a nice little surprise in uh in, in the second spot uh but yeah that was that was it for me i i kind of we're we're uh we're too similar you, i needed you to be just complete opposite of me, but, uh, it's also reassuring. Um, or it's a bad thing. I I've had times where my, me and my best friends are like, yes, we both see it this way. There's no way it's going wrong. And then we miss, you know, we go one for four in a, in a pick four sequence. Um, we have to hit a quick break. 
Uh, when we come back, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask uh, Sarah a few questions about the kind of the cool stuff she's doing with Horse Racing Nation, and uh, we'll be right back after this word on the Notorious OTB. Gentlemen, Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there are looking like daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature Lawn Mower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself, and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. Listen, just because your dad looked like he was wearing a sweater all year with matching fur speedo doesn't mean that you have to look like it also. That's why you have to pick up this new lawnmower 4.0 and this package that Manscaped is offering. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SGP. Shake what your mama gave you? Nah, shake what your daddy gave you. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, I'm here once again with Sarah Elbadwi, uh, who's doing a lot of great stuff with uh, Horse Racing Nation. You know, it's funny. I, I saw you for the first time doing uh, a live stream with uh, Jeff, uh, you know, Charting Horse Value, who, by the way, is a great follow if you've uh, 
if you uh, don't follow him on Twitter, he's also got a great, you know, great product that he's uh, that he's working with. Um, I remember seeing you thinking, all right, this this is someone who needs to be uh, needs to be uh, talking in a microphone to people for a living about horse racing because uh, you had, you know, quite a bit of polish on you. And uh, I think I reached out to Dan Torgman from ABRs like, listen, you've got to talk to, you know, talk to Sarah. You got to get her on on some stuff. And you had already been snapped up. Mark Midland from HR and just snapped you up like that. Um, you've been doing, you know, live streams, uh, and things with, uh, with Ed DeRosa, uh, you know, ha- what's it like working with Ed and, uh, you know, what kind of let us know what all you got going on, uh, with HRN right now. I mean, thank goodness he and I have a similar sense of humor. Otherwise I just didn't, wouldn't see it working out at all, but no, Ed's a pleasure to work with. And it's nice having a completely different approach to the races to learn from. He and I, start our handicapping very differently. He's such a mathematical numbers person and I factor it in certainly, but I'm much more of a visual handicapper, replay watcher, and that's just not his style. So it's cool to see different approaches still be effective and to learn more of that side of things. And he's admitted that, you know, he's watched a few more replays because of me. So that's always nice to see, but Ed's great. it's great to be at horse racing nation because I feel like it's um, it's a company that's moving more in the handicapping side of things and definitely ramping up a lot of product sales with so much data that they have available. And it's really, really cool to just be a part of that kind of from the ground up as they ramp up those sales and introduce new products and get access to even more data. So it's, it's kind of nicer to be in a smaller company that's going places. Yeah, I, I, Completely agree. I the the amount of data that that HRN has at its disposal, and plus, like I really feel like the the reports that they're doing are just super cool, so cool. Uh, no one else is doing any anything like that, you know, like it. It seems. Um, and what I really like about, I mean, because they also, I mean, they've got their power picks. Uh, if you just want someone to tell you who's going to win, they've got their their power picks and things. Uh, I you know, I kind of feel like the future is in like supplemental handicapping information that's not like a past performance but it's a thing like a workout report uh like you mentioned like kind of these sire reports i think they've got track bias reports that they're that they've uh, that they've got pushed out uh that uh, you know i'm i'm jealous of, of your your access access to all of that i think i have access to them too but i'm not gonna not get split hairs um uh, play jealous say- yeah, as, a I know. Guest, as a guest uh, expert picks a seller, you should also have access to that information. So you better be sending an email if you can't get that login. You've outed me as a damn dirty tout. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do sell some picks over at, at Horse Racing Nation. Uh, Mark, Mark's a great guy. Uh, and like I said, I, I'm so happy that that you landed in a, in a good place uh, because, I mean, you know, being able to watching you and seeing, you know, the, the ease with which you talk, talk handicapping, the fact that you know what you're doing, I was like, someone, someone's going to snap this girl up. So I'm glad that, glad that you landed on your feet. And I mean, you made the move from, you know, the New York area to, to Kentucky for it. How you like in Kentucky? Oh, it's definitely different. Um, I grew up in New York, but I was actually living in Massachusetts before I moved over because okay. I went to college there, but yeah, a totally different environment. Um, much quieter kind of but it's really cool to be only like an hour away from lexington and be able to kind of go and visit those breeding farms and you know you see all those picturesque you know mares and foals out in the field and then to actually be able to drive by and see it in person it's just like oh wow this this all happens here so it's also cool to be that close to different tracks like churchill downs is 15 minutes away if i want to go for the day or 
Keeneland's an hour and a half away. So just being able to be around the horses more and actually get to experience some of these events that you've only watched on TV in person is well worth it. You know, I, I've never, I've never done the, the Kentucky tracks. It's something that I intend to do soon, but I also just rewatched the uh, FX series, just series justified. And so now I've got a little bit of a pause. And I think I just need to shake that off and be like, Hey man, it's just a television show. There's not, you know, there's not neo-Nazi meth heads running around, uh, you know, operating as an organized crime syndicate uh, out there that you have to worry about. And if there is, what kind of trouble are you going to get into, uh, you know, as a tourist, Chase? Jesus. Thanks for sitting, you know, thanks for being here and helping me, you know, watch me work out my issues uh, here live, live on the stream. Uh, Sarah, I can't thank you enough for joining me. Uh, guys, please give Sarah a follow. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at uh, Outrun the Odds, uh, or you could just tune into the uh, HRN channel on YouTube and kind of check out some of the uh, the great stuff that they're doing there with Ed DeRosa. Uh, are you are you writing also? Doing doing a few articles? Uh, a few here and there. We're trying to highlight some of our pro reports and how they factor into different handicapping decisions that you can make so that people kind of get a feel for a try before you buy. Make sure this actually works for you and your handicapping. So I think it's a great way to get the insight into what these products are and how they can be of assistance. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I cannot thank you enough for, for joining me on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, welcome to friend of the show status. Um yeah, someone you used to do some work with, Matthew DeSantis. He's in the illustrious Two Timers Club, uh, which wow. comes with, uh, you know, SNL gave like five timers, like a velvet smoking ja jacket. I uh, have polyester uh, pajama pants that I give to all my 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 uh, two timers. But that is it for me. Uh, I announced what I'm going to be. I, there's going to be no Notorious OTV next week. I am taking my precious little girls to the beach for the first time. We're going to be uh, on vacation. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I will, I'll get back with you. Uh, I guess at the start of July, there's all sorts of stuff coming up. We got the Stephen F. Foster. It's almost Saratoga time. It's almost Delmar time. Damn it. This is my favorite time of the year. All right. Thanks a lot. We will catch you next time on the notorious OTB.